Hello and welcome to the podcast. Today we have an absolutely fantastic conversation with Coach Me Plus's Kevin Davidovitz. Kevin is an absolute gem, a wealth of knowledge, and this talk, guys, really has a ton of nuggets in it. Of course, talking with Kevin, we need to be talking about athlete monitoring, right? So first thing we get into is where exactly do you start? You know, it's it's something now where this whole idea of monitoring and, and assessing and sports science has become sexy, but we're all kind of in a similar situation of figuring out where to start with this. So we get into that, and Kevin talks about how one question can really limit a lot of the confusion that people have with what they're doing. He then gets into some really simple ways that you can start moving in this direction to having a, quote, sports science uh, department. You know, and then breaking down the the whole idea of earning your monitoring. This was a very, very uh, repeated theme at this year's edition of the seminar. And Kevin gets into some really neat ideas with that. Guys, this is an awesome talk. I really hope you enjoy it. Let's get right to it. Kevin, thanks for being on, man. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit of monitoring here and getting people started. So why not have... The man that does all the work behind the scenes, get people plugging away at this. How's it going, Jay? Good Fantastic, man. Good. man. Fantastic. You, see you. Me, you. I think I've met you, what, a year and a half ago now? Yeah. Yeah. And it, was, it was one of those weird things where I meet, I meet Jay DeMeo. Like he's this, he's this mythical guy down in Virginia. Everybody's talking about him. It's like, you got to meet this guy. He's, he knows what he's talking about. I'm like, okay, I'll finally get down there. And, uh, I meet you, and it's literally like I've known you forever. <laughs> Upstate New York, man. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but there was uh, some strange connection. It's just like, yeah, I, 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 like I know who the J guy is, and uh, you use the same, you use the same terminology I do, and you know, uh, just everything. I don't know. Anyway, but we hit it off pretty. I think we hit it off pretty, uh, pretty easily. Yeah, no doubt about it, and uh, I think it's because we we both see a lot of the same things, and we see the the profession and the industry kind of moving in the same direction. So uh, I think that this will be a neat thing to share with some people. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the one you know, the one thing that we uh, we have the benefit of um, seeing is uh, variety, right? Like a lot of people might be kind of tied to a hockey program or a football program or a basketball program, whatever it is. And you kind of get myopic, you know, you get stuck in like the one mindset and it's like, this is the only thing I want to do. And, um, the one thing we get to see is everything from everybody, from every kind of sport. And there are things that we've seen like in, in, you know, Olympic wrestling that can be applied in basketball and, or things are, you know, Two, two dissimilar sports, basketball and hockey, that both have scheduling issues and guys with fatigue and how do they, how do they manage that type of stuff. So because we see all these different things, we're able to have conversations that are helpful on both sides. That's awesome. So then looking at it through this grand scope of everything, yeah. where would you start with all of this? So, you know, the one thing that, uh, the one thing that we seem to have recurring as a theme over and over again is uh, there's a lot of confusion in the market, right? Teams, teams, when we talk to teams, they're like, hey, I, I hear about this, uh, this monitoring technology or this screening technology or this, I want to buy GPS or I want to buy HRV or I want to buy, um, 
you know, uh, some sort of screening platform, whatever it is. And my response to that always is, well, if you had that, what would you do with it? And that's where the real conversation begins to kick off, right? I want to use GPS. Okay, you want to use GPS. Um, what what type of things do you want to monitor with that? What type of things do you see? Do you expect to get a result out of that? And asking that question, like sometimes it either like brings the conversation to a screeching halt, and everybody goes, "Well, we don't know yet. We're just trying to figure it out." Or you actually get you know the understanding of what the organization values and what they want to do. Um, you know, not only do we have that cross sport benefit of talking to different sports, but we also have the benefit of talking to different departments. So if you uh, take a look at a, you know, um, a typical organization, you're going to have your strength conditioning coach. And I I don't say typical organization, but let's think about the typical roles in an organization, Mm -hmm. strength conditioning coach, your athletic trainer, your position coaches, your sports medicine guy, your sports science guy, and if you go upstairs and you bring in your, your team doctors or if you're in the European model, you bring in your physios. All these people have different thoughts on what's important. Your strength conditioning coach might want to see a velocity-based training system. Your athletic trainers might believe in uh, movement screens and, and preventative and corrective work. Your position coaches just want to see video and they want to see if their guy's ready and they're able to play, but they also might want to see um, RPE or something like that that comes out when a player is coming off the field and, and, and what their reaction was to the work. Uh, sports medicine, you know, they're always they're always kind of dabbling in things like cryo chambers and recovery boots, and you know they want to have the uh, the latest recovery methodologies. Sports scientists, they all want to you know track loads and track fatigue numbers. So you're looking at GPS and HRV. So everybody's got their own strengths and weaknesses, and because of that. Um, Back to that original point, it just adds to the confusion. So you have to you have to look at it from an organization and sit in a table and honestly look across the table from you know your role to the other roles and understand what can you actually pull off and what can you actually do as an organization to get immediate benefit or to have a long term plan that's gonna that's gonna get you there. Um, and it, it's re- it's really an issue of culture more than it is technology because we can talk tech all day long. Like literally, we monitor 150 to 200 different device companies that you know on, a, on an ongoing basis to see what they're doing, what the latest, coolest tech is, and everything else like that. Throw on top of that apps and everything else like that, and, and you know you're up in the hundreds and hundreds of, of different uh, different things you can be doing. But if you can't answer the basic questions as an organization, and um, you discuss culture and you discuss the strengths and weaknesses of your organization and what you can actually do then you're just doing yourself the service if you go out and buy tech. Hmm. That's interesting. Especially coming from a guy who is... Selling tech. Yeah. (laughs) Who's at the forefront of all of that. So, then where do you have these people start? So you walk in, and you walk into the Robin Center, and you sit down there with me and Stu, and you say, okay... Probably the simplest way for you guys to start building some sort of program is with what? It's it's understanding your philosophy. So we we ask you the questions. Um, what are you doing for tracking player load? And that could be something like GPS, or it could be something like sets and reps. So you you listen to you know what the philosophy is of the person that you're talking to. Uh, what are you doing for measuring fatigue? 
well, we're going to jump on force plates, or we're going to do grip strengths with a dynamometer, or we're going to do um, heart rate variability. And you understand like where the strengths and weaknesses of the organization come to. Because if we walked in with the solution, you're immediately going to polarize the room. And, you know, hey, this is what we do, and this is what we believe in, and this is the methodology. You should be looking at, you know, uh, DC potential from megawave. I don't think megawave is the unit that I should be using. All of a sudden, you've created some polarizing conversation, and, you know, you need to, you need to understand what they're doing before you can begin offering solutions. Hmm. So then, let's say we don't have access to those things. Yep. Let's say the only thing that we have access to, then, would be... Microsoft Excel and maybe a scale and a, a Vertec. Yep. How would you sort of help these people move forward with that? Well, let's let's go with the most basic thing that you could do with your athlete. Like, what can you do on a daily basis that's going to improve the lives of your athlete and understand where they are um, and where they're heading? And I could put a guy on a scale every day track his weights. Don't need, I don't need any software for that, right? I don't need tech for that. I have a scale in front of me. Go stand on the scale. How much do you weigh today? And track that over time. And I could do that on paper. I could do that in Excel. I can do that any way I want. But just understanding where they are and what they're doing on a daily basis and, and where that number is on a daily basis begins your journey into tracking and monitoring something. I don't care what it is, but right now we're going to track and monitor player weight. That's the most basic thing we can do. And we're going to have the guys come in before they work out and weigh in. Okay, everybody weighs in. Everybody's, we're good. We're, we're, we're beginning our process as a sports science organization. And we're, we're, we're monitoring, you know, guys weighing in. Um, now let's add, now let's add like some, some, uh, some real value to that. We're going to have the guys weigh out after they're done. And, you know, make sure they actually take their heavy, sweaty clothes off because actually kind of throws off the number. Uh, so we're going to have you weigh out after you're done. So weigh in, weigh out, and what's the percentage of weight loss that you had between your weigh in and your weigh out during your workout session? That number is uh, an immediate indicator of some sort of risk for whether or not an athlete might be dehydrated or not. So now I've taken, you know, I've taken no science, no tech, but I've weighed my athlete in, I've weighed him out, and if he's over one percent, we're gonna you know rehydrate him with with you know fluids. If he's over two percent, we're gonna we're gonna you know intervene and, and maybe give him some some more treatment, maybe an IV or something like that. If he's over three percent, then we really have an issue. Like th- something like that is so basic and doesn't require any tech, but organizations can't pull that off. Like you want to put you know devices on guys and measure everything, but you can't get them to comply with something as simple as weighing in, weighing out, and then doing something if there's an issue, then you really need to look at yourself as an organization and get there before you can move on and start buying some cool whiz-bang tech and throwing that on top of them. Yeah. No, that's an awesome point because it's, you know, people discussed this this year at the seminar where it was basically earning your monitoring. And this would be a really simple way for people to start earning their monitoring by, you know, will Craig drink his water after the workout? You know, like, as crazy and, like, stupid as that sounds, there are going to be coaches listening to this that will be like, well, I've got two or three guys that will tell me to go pound sand. They're not going to do it. Right. Well, then, what are they going to do when you hook them up to an Omega Wave and it tells you 
what it tells you and you have all these decisions made for them and they're just like, no, I'm not going to show up and do that. I'm either going to go do this or I'm just not going to do it. Um, or, or if you want them, you know, I'm going to have my guys do a wellness questionnaire and, you know, they, they see the same questions over and over again and get fatigued by it and they're just like, yeah, man, why, why am I answering this thing? I'm not going to do it. I, I, I don't have a phone, smart app. I don't want to, like, you got to make it simple for these guys, right? Um, how do you how do you engage them in a way that's actually helpful? And if you can if you can, um, I'm just going to stick with this. I mean, it's so stupid and it's so simple, but it really is. Can I get my guys away in? Can I get my guys away out? Can I get can I see them and when they when they have that that issue, know that I'm going to take care of them. Right? My athlete wants to know why the hell am I doing this again? Why am I standing on the scale? Why are you writing down numbers? Because at the end of the day, if something's wrong, we're going to bring you in and we're going to take care of you. Your, our best interest is keeping you on the field. And if we can do this, if we can monitor and we can make it easy, then we're going to keep you on the court, we're going to keep you on the field, we're going to keep you on the ice, and we're going to make sure that you actually get your, your best availability and best player uh, availability so you can actually get to performance, right? And then you want to start talking about tracking performance and everything else like that. But, you know, um, most, most organizations, like, you know, just something as simple as like this, have a challenge in pulling it off. So let's, let's move beyond, to, um, beyond that and into other monitoring stuff. Like, what else do you want to do? I just mentioned wellness questionnaires. Um, you can do that with Excel. You can do that with pen and paper. You can do that with, um, with uh, Google Forms and things like that. Like, you don't need software to do a wellness questionnaire. You know, software makes it easier, but mm -hmm. uh, if you want to track trends over time, here's another way of actually capturing that information and getting uh, the subjective uh, and the objective views of, of data kind of together. You're starting somewhere and you're actually beginning to understand what your athletes uh, look like in the morning when they're coming in. They're saying they didn't get any sleep. And when they're coming in in the morning and saying that they didn't, uh, uh, they're feeling in a, in a bad mood or whatever it might be. Like that's another simple way to track something that starts off your day on the right foot and actually gets you an understanding for how these guys are, uh, are ready and prepared for the day. And the number one lesson that I always try to stress with anybody who starts with wellness questionnaires is not to look at the athlete against other athletes. Because for me, my mood might always be a five. And for you, your mood might always be a 10 or a nine or whatever it is. If we test ourselves against each other, like it's just, it's, it's never going to be, there's never going to be an average in that group. So you need to test the athlete against himself and what you're looking for is a change in that in that mm -hmm. condition. So if I'm always a five and I move to a seven, there's the issue. Or if I'm always a five and I move to a three, I'm sorry, if I move to a seven, that's good. If I move to a three, yeah. <laughs> there's there's the issue. So you want to always test to get the athlete against himself. And you know, you can use spreadsheets to do this, you can use uh, software to do this, but you know, the, the key point is really just to um, monitor against that person and that's that's another kind of cultural mindset to bring into an organization right like we can talk about oh we've got these you know we're doing a population of all my uh defensive backs so i know that this guy ran faster than the rest of them so what like at this level all of your athletes are freaks you're gonna have the guys who are outliers and, and guys are at the top and the bottom doesn't matter did he run faster than himself in this type of training, did he, uh, you know, uh, have a higher load than himself? So again, to bring that, you know, we want to do monitoring. Let's go backwards. Are you actually testing athletes against themselves? And that's a whole other cultural, 
you know, foundation that you need to have before you can start getting into this other cool stuff. Mm-hmm. It's the, the outliers of the individual that are the things that send off the red flags. Yep. And it's awesome that you bring that up because that, to be honest, man, when we started with the questionnaires, I mean, I, I was sitting there just typing things in at breakfast and I'm like, you know what? It's one to five. It's five questions. 20 and up is good <laughs> to 15 is like a C and other, under that it's like, uh Oh, and there's like some cats on the team that were always like 14, 15, 16, somewhere in that range. And I'm just like, dude, what is wrong with these cats? And then you look and it's like every day, three, 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 four, four, three, 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 four, four. And then it's like two, one, 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 two. And then, and instead of being like, Oh shit. <laughs> you know, like yeah. this is bad. Being like, oh well that's it. only a seven. Instead of being like that that what was that? Three through three, four, four, that uh, seventeen turned into a seven. Yeah. Um and once we did that, it totally changed all of it. Yeah. Cause it, cause you're you're always gonna be an eighteen and I'm always gonna be a seven. I'm just a pessimist and I'm just a cranky dude. Mm-hmm. But when I go from a seven to a four and you know that's a bigger issue than than me being a seven. And you know it's 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 such a simple um, paradigm to kind of fit everything into. But you don't have that foundation, you're missing the point when you start adding tech on top. Mm-hmm. And so so that's the other you know. So we're so where are we at so far? We've got daily weigh-ins, we've got wellness questionnaires, we've got weigh-outs after they're done. We're checking them for dehydration with the weigh-out information. What else can we add? How about session RPE? Don't need tech for that, right? Mm-hmm. Like guys coming off the court, coach, coach planned for a practice, and he, you know, he knows what this practice was supposed to be like. And the kids come off, and or the athletes come off, and it's like, okay, what was, what did that feel like to you? Now there was a great um, uh, Keith uh, Keith D'Amelio just did a presentation, and he was talking about recovery work, and this is why RPE is. Uh, I, I, I always thought of it as kind of like some pseudoscience and a little bit weird, but then I saw the value in it when he was actually displaying, explaining this scenario. And he was talking about guys who were in the pool doing floating. Well, I'm going to go in the pool and just float. I'm just going to chill. This is some downtime. We're going to relax. We're going to do some light motion, some light walking motion. We're going to lay on our backs. We're going to, you know, they put like a, a inflatable vest on the guy so he can actually like kind of chill in the pool. And this is recovery time. But there was one guy who could not float. He could swim. What was the thing? I could swim, but you didn't, you can ask me if I swim, but you didn't ask me if I could float. That was like the, the quote that he used. The guy just would not, they put him floaties and they gave him noodles and arm things and everything else like that. And the guy was just thrashing in the water all the time. So for everybody in that pool, their RPE should have been a one. For this dude, it was a 10. Now, mm. it explains like the type of work that this guy was doing was highly stressful compared to what everybody else was feeling. And it should have been a chill session for everyone, but this dude was way off the charts. So, so when when the coach comes out and says, "Man, we're going to run him today," you're going to have those two or three guys that are like, "Dope, I'm ready, let's go," and you're going to have those other guys who are like, "I hate running. I just this is not a good thing for me." And they're in their they're in their attics, man. They're they're in their wheelhouse, and the entire time they're like, "This sucks. Don't want to do it. I hate this type of work." But then they might want to go and you know uh, do power cleans all day because that's the type of guy that they are. So. What's that session feel like to that athlete? And then planning around that, right? So again, 
uh, are you testing the athlete against himself? What might be a 10 for you? What might be a one for me? Um, is it always a 10 for you? Is it always a one for me? Did it go from a one to a three? Did it go from a 10 to a five? And, and, you know, that same mindset of actually getting the feedback from the athlete and, um, looking at his scores against himself gives you a strong foundation for science. And if you're not doing it this way, then again, you're going to go and put a load monitor on the guy and I'm going to use trim from a heart rate monitor doesn't really help me if I'm testing against a population. I had a, an NHL team um, bring in one of these analytics guys that they got from a uh, a blog. You know, like a, every, two years ago, everybody was everybody in the NHL was hiring like bloggers for doing analytics. And yeah, it was really it was it was a strange trend. I don't know what it, it, some of the, some of the guys really worked out really well. Some of them just kind of. I mean, just completely blew up. But I was at the combine, and I was talking to the guy, and we were talking about statistical analysis and data and everything else like that. And he's like, yeah, I'm looking at this population. And I go, what's the population you're looking at? And he goes, oh, I want to find an average in all these numbers. I said, well, take a look at the Buffalo Sabres. I've got two Tylers on the Sabres. One of them is 6'8 and 225, and the other one's 5'7 and 155. Yeah. You you can tell me there's an average in there? (laughs) It's about 6'1". Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) average man so and, and he was just like he's like oh yeah you're right i should i should think about it from you know from the athlete perspective and this was like a, a an analytics stats guy and i i wasn't you know i'm not my background is like software and the only reason that we know what we know is because we just get drilled with it every single day and we see what fails and we see what passes and what passes is testing athletes against themselves yeah because at the end of the day you have to make the end of one better for the team to become better. You're right, man. And I think that, you know, bringing up all of that, how they have to be intertwined, you need to be looking at them. That's a big selling point for us. So where we can pull, you know, each player's dashboard and be like, listen, so let's talk about yesterday. You know, let's pull up your chart and be like, hey, so you came in and you said these numbers were down. Well, if we look at your Omega Wave score, your Omega Wave scores were down. And looking, and now we can look at your RPE from lift from the last four times, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden your typical six is now a nine. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, like, there's no secret to what I do. We we almost do the same thing every day. Mm-hmm. Now there may be things that are a little harder. You know, we may modify volumes and intensities, or we can even go look at this is how the trend was going. Now look at your omega wave rating, mm-hmm. which is in the freaking can yesterday. So now we took all this stuff out and now let's look at where you are today. Yep. And look at how even your questionnaire came up with it. Your questionnaire yesterday was down a little bit. Yep. And it's kids nowadays, especially when they can see that stuff, you know, um, it really, it, it sells to them way more than, than anything else. Like if they can see that this is precisely why, I'm in your ear about it all the time. Well, there, there has to be, it's, it's never about the data, it's about the intervention. And I, I, I stress that point over and over again. Even when we go in, in, and sell our system in, into an organization, they talk, about, they talk about the data and how we're going to visualize the data and how we're going to manipulate it. And can I look at a moving average and can I Z-score out these values and try and get a standard deviation from a moving, you know. Yeah, we could talk about that all day long, man. Like, cool. Awesome. You got some cool looking charts. You've got some red, greens, and yellows, and all this, you know, you've got moving numbers and you've got spider webs. And you like, yeah, we talk about it all day long. 
why are you doing this again? What's the intervention when something bad happens? And if you don't have that laid out, athletes don't care, man. Mm-hmm. Like they're just gonna, dude. I'm not gonna lay down on, the, on my back and do this again. I'm not sticking my finger on the athlete thing. I'm not. Why? I'm not strapping this thing to my back. Like I don't care. If you don't have some sort of point immediately to why you're doing this, then they're gonna they're gonna wear out. The novelty is gonna fade away, and they're not gonna care anymore. So if you want to do, you know, functional movement screens and then give, you know, okay, we took all those functional movement screens. Why did, why did I just do this? Oh, because we're giving you corrective work so that you can, you know, get closer to symmetry. Or we're going to, you know, try and find range of motions that work best for your position or range of motions that work best for your for your abilities. Um, you know, you're a pitcher and we're going to bring you to a range of motion uh, that, that works, uh, you know, best for you or find some risk in, mm-hmm. in possible injuries in the future. But just doing the screening for the sake of the screening, you know, they're gonna, I'm, dude, I'm, not, I'm not doing this test again. I don't care. Yeah. It's, you know, they're, they're, either, <laughs> they're either teenagers who just want to do the three Fs mm-hmm. um, or they're pro athletes who just care about their next contract and, and you know, their newest watch. Um, it's very rare. That you get, and I don't say very rare, but you get your top ten percent of guys who will track and do everything because they want to take care of themselves and take care of themselves the best way. You look at like a guy like Fred Jackson from the Bills. You know, he's what thirty four now. Pretty close, yeah, I think so. Yeah, thirty. Like, th- I think he's three years younger than me. I think he's thirty three. Yeah, uh, how many thirty three year old running backs are there in the league? Yeah. Well, none. <laughs> no, yeah. right. The guy, the guy takes care of himself. The guy like does everything he can in his best interest to to make sure that his career is going to last as long as possible. And you know, there's just guys like that that care. Rod Brindamore was what 42 when he did, when he when he retired. Yeah, and the, and the guy, you know, he was Rod the Bod. Like the guy took care of himself to the point where he can make his career last as long as possible. And you'll find those guys. Those those guys will always do it. And if you can get your team to kind of follow behind those guys when you're talking about, we're going to do some monitoring, we're going to get these numbers, we're going to do this, and this is the intervention that we're going to have. The intervention's important. Those top-end guys will always do it, but those top-end guys will then drag those bottom two-thirds or maybe you know uh, five-eighths or whatever it is of the guys with them to go along, you're always going to have your your bottom five to ten percent who just will never care, mm-hmm. no matter what you're doing. You know, don't stick that thing in me. I'm not touching that. Don't you know? Don't yeah. put those, don't dry needle me. Don't touch it. I don't want to. Don't touch me. You know? yep. um, it's just going to happen. So, uh, how do you? I kind of went like way off into like weirdness. Land. No, um, no, no. That's great. <laughs> sorry, dude. But the uh, I guess I guess the point I was trying to make was. Um, if you have, uh, if you have an intervention, the middle guys will buy in because the top guys are already buying. So the middle guys will understand why we're doing it and they'll, they'll drag along with the top end guys. Yes. Yes. I, I couldn't agree more with that. That's a good point, right? Yeah. (laughs) No. And and to, to summarize, keep it simple, Mm -hmm. but make sure it's consistent. Make them earn their way up the up the ladder, yep. may we say, yep. and have at least a pre-planned plan of attack, even if that changes. Mm-hmm. Like, even if you say, 
this is what we're going to do. And then six months later, you go, whoa, that was wrong. We need to do this instead. At least you know, you know, and at least you can have a plan that they can go with. And then you can change on the fly as you're going. Yep. Yeah, the, the, the earning your stripes thing, um, you know, I kind of call it like leveling up. Like a lot of these kids are used to playing uh, apps and games and things like that where mm-hmm. they're always trying to earn like the next reward, the next point and everything else like that. And it's like, look, man, if you do your daily weigh-ins and you do your wellness questionnaire and you do your RPE, you earn this awesome bing. Yeah. You know, risky thing that gives you uh, some player load values or GPS values or heart rate, you know, information. Cool, man. I earned the heart rate monitor. What's next? You know, yeah. it's it's kind of corny, but um, it works. Uh, I had a I had a NFL coach show me. He goes, he goes. I use the same principles that my wife, who's a kindergarten teacher, uses in her school, and that's the gold star system. Gold star for doing the good thing. Gold star for doing the good thing. He goes, but I just do it on a higher level. It's like rewarding the um, rewarding these guys for actually complying with this information, so that you're benefiting both the athlete and your program. And you know, it's as simple as a gold star for a, a, you know a five year old, but it's um, a device, a wearable tech device for a twenty year old who's uh, you know at the peak of his athletic abilities. Yeah. So you know, we want to reward these kids for. Um, actually doing the stuff that we want them to do so that everybody's everybody's benefiting from them. Kevin, there are a ton of huge things that are going to help a lot of people figure out this whole sports science thing here. Yeah. I can't thank you enough for, for dropping these knowledge bombs for us today. Um, and people can reach you so they can go to uh, coachmeplus.com or follow us on Twitter, same same uh, Twitter handle, at coachmeplus. Um, you'll see that we uh, actually we just had some Twitter hits. Today's the 17th uh, for us announcing our uh, deal with uh, Arizona Coyotes. So um, got another NHL team on board. It's our seventh team that we got so they can you know see, see what uh, – See what a team is doing when they embrace it from a total, whole, wholesome approach. You know, from from, uh, from the front office all the way down to the strength coach. Um, you know, so there's so some stuff going on there. Uh, if they need to reach me personally, they can hit me at Kevin at CoachMePlus.com. Um, I occasionally tweet. I'm not a big Twitter tweeter. Twitter. Twitter. San Diego. I don't know. It's something like that, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to keep this PG. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But no, man. You know, and I, I hope people, if they have any questions for you too, they'll they'll share them below, or they'll they'll tweet them at both of us because obviously you're going to be back, and we're gonna we're gonna keep rolling with this because this is this is awesome stuff, and it it really helps open people's minds and and get some to actually process what we're, we're really trying to do, which is, again, affect the N of one, um, because the N of one is what makes the team. Yeah, and I, you know, the, the, one piece of, uh, the one piece I hope that people can walk away from with, with this is that uh, everybody right now is in the same boat. Everybody is in that, every, everybody I talk to comes back and they almost feel a little embarrassed, where they're like, hey man, we're just beginning to understand and start tracking information. Guess what? Everybody is. 
mm-hmm. we are all dealing with this right now. Oh, yeah. The guys that we see in the seminars and the guys that we see doing presentations and, and things like that, like there's only like 20 of those guys. Everybody else is in the same boat together. We're all trying to figure this out where we're all beginning to track, we're all beginning to <laughs> capture information, and we're all beginning to do something with it. And, you know, nobody should feel bad when they when they walk out and they say, hey, we're, we're going to begin doing this right now for the first time ever. It should be, a, it should be a, you know, a great feeling that as an organization you've decided to move forward and begin to go beyond just tracking sets and reps and begin to actually start getting into, you know, doing some real stuff with athletes. Yes. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Awesome. That's a killer point to end it on, man. I appreciate your time. People are going to love this, man. And we'll be in touch real soon. All right, cool. All right, brother. Thank you. Huge thank you to today's guest, Coach Me Plus's Kevin Davidovitz. Guys, I know I took a ton away from this talking with Kevin. I do every time I talk to Kevin, to be honest. But this was a great talk. I hope that if this is a direction that you guys are hoping to move in, that this helped you. You know, understanding some some simple ideas to start the process. I'll tell you what, when we started doing this five or six years ago, I really wish that I would have thought of a bunch of this stuff prior. It would have saved me a lot of time and a ton of headaches. And with all of our stuff, guys, as always, any comments, thoughts, questions, please post them below. Post them on Facebook, at the Podomatic page, on our page, CVASPS. Tweet them at us. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. If you got any questions, guys, Kevin is definitely going to be back on. So don't hesitate. Leave them for us. He is an absolute wealth of knowledge. He sees it from every angle, guys. He sees the monitoring stuff from every sport known to man, from pro to college and everything in between. Uh, I hope that you guys enjoyed it. And we will be back next week with another awesome talk. Thanks a lot, guys, and we'll see you then.